At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella here, the world messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. Today, I have a phenomenal guest that is joining me from Australia, uh, from Sydney, actually, one of my favorite cities. And not only he is top influencer on LinkedIn, with phenomenal share how to not only be great influencer, but also how to empower other, how to be phenomenal host entrepreneur and many other things. But more than anything, he's known as someone who can experts and others to level up influence and have more visibility. Without further ado, let's welcome Ahmed Imam. Ahmed, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on Legacy Leader Show because I always look out for the guests that not only achieving that right now, but they are doing some amazing strides and collaborations with others, not only to make the world a better place, but also to push the envelope further than ever before. And you are definitely one of them. So how is everything going on, first of all, in Australia, in Sydney at the moment? Uh, we're, in, we're in lockdown. So I think we're in week either week two or week three of lockdown. I mean, when you're in lockdown, you kind of lose count. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, we're in stricter lockdown as of next week. And so that means as of next week, um, schools are closed and daycare is closed. So it's going to make it very difficult for parents because um, obviously you're then taking care of your kids at home. So um, it is what it is. You know, if, if it takes the lockdown to, um, you know, make sure we can reduce the number of cases per day, then then so be it. I love your attitude and despite the challenges and everything, you're always pivoting and looking, what can you do versus what you cannot do? And you're putting some amazing content and shows and leading with tremendous value. So do you mind for everybody that is watching and listening, just to share a little bit, your attitude and your approach at the current situation. As you said, it is what it is. I want to do my part. I want to support and contribute, but also I can take this and take advantage of certain things. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Every single challenge is an opportunity, you know, and uh, and this is nothing but a challenge. So so despite being locked at home, you you switch your mindset to okay, well, how can I best take advantage of this? What can I do while I'm at home to be as productive as possible, or to do something I perhaps haven't done before? Um, that's a far better attitude than you know than giving up and and whinging and complaining. Um, it's certainly far more difficult for people in other countries that are that are suffering way more than we are. So we're very blessed regardless. And I think that's the right perspective. Yes, very, very true. And I love that attitude. And again, that's attitude of champions. And I just want to kudos you for that and for everybody watching and listening, flipping the script, 
focus on what we can do makes tremendous difference. And speaking of that, obviously you have a very international global background. You started in very different continent, actually, <laughs> parts of the world where you were born and raised in one of my favorite cultures, always been fascinated by those pyramids and pharaohs. So do you mind sharing what, how it was like for you to grow up in Egypt and what prompts you to immigrate and move to Australia? Well, yeah, I was born in Egypt and I was born in a very small village. Uh, my family is obviously Egyptian, both my mother and father and, and grandparents. So we're talking, you know, uh, I'm, I'm probably descendant from an ancient Egyptian somewhere or a pharaoh somewhere. I'm, I'm not, I have no doubt. Um, but we migrated as a family when I was four years old. So I, I didn't really have a choice at that time. <laughs> Um, but uh, my dad decided to immigrate to Australia so that he can provide a better future for the family. And my dad is uh, one of 10 siblings, and he is the only person uh, to not only ever leave the village, but also leave the entire country and, uh, and move to a completely different country. And, and we have to realise that both my mother and father have been there their entire lives. Their, their families are all there their opportunities, their jobs, um, their friends, uh, their work, everything was all there. And they made that decision to immigrate for their kids. You know, and that's, and that's a beautiful thing. And it, and it goes to show the sacrifices that parents make. Um, so I have been in Australia since age four. Um, I am 38 now. So 34 years being raised in Australia. Uh, hence, the accent that I have is is very strong towards being Australian. And uh, Australia is a beautiful country. Um, it's very fair here. Uh, the people are amazing and the opportunities are vast, you know, so they absolutely made the right decision. Um, but I, I love my culture. I'm very proud of my heritage um, and every opportunity that I can, I'll go back to Egypt and visit. And I, I just, I love, I love ancient Egypt. It just it fascinates yeah. me. And there is so much that we can learn about it. And so, yeah, I mean, going to the pyramids, going to Giza, the Valley of the Kings, uh, cruising down the Nile, all of those things are at the top of my list. Love it. That's fantastic. And thank you to sharing a little bit of that journey. And now I'm like, definitely feel like I want to travel because also I love the people, I love the music and love the food. So I'm yes. sure it's very hard to pass on all of that. But it's also great when you are relocated, obviously, you were a young child and starting education and of knowing only one environment that you can possibly remember, right? It makes a huge difference and progress. And as you said, you have such a great opportunities where you're at in Australia. And for anybody that did not have a chance to visit, I mean, it's a very big island. <laughs> it is a big country. And I remember in 2019, I was flying twice and going from Brisbane all the way to Perth. And I felt like I went through so many time zones. It was just so amazing to see from airplane how different uh, different areas, depending where you're above, obviously at, it's just such a huge uh, difference of that last land, right? Um, it's, it's a huge country. It, actually, if you look at uh, a map, um, if, yes. if you pull out a map and you look at the size of Australia from, you know, east to west or west to east, it's actually the same width as the United States. 
Yeah. Okay, so Australia is pretty much the same size as the United States, and the United States has, you know, 55 somewhat um, states within it. So that's that's the size of Australia. There's a lot of land there, and we've only got uh, a population of 26 million compared to the states, which has 360, 370 million. So it goes to show how much, uh, you know, desert land is uh, is within there. Very, very true. And thank you for putting that in perspective. And that's the other point. And yes, and in time zones and in, again, diversity and everything else, not only with the land itself, but also with the people and different industry and whatnot. So in terms of all of that, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your passion, like how when you started, when you were going to school and look, tapping into these opportunities, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have an interesting story there, where you were and what you were daydreaming or dreaming to accomplish and where are you today? So do you mind a little bit about that happy to um so as a kid i always just wanted to perform i love to perform to an audience um, it's what i got a buzz from it's what i love doing from a very very young age so in, in primary school for example um that was more you know performing doing school plays and and things of that nature um and it slowly transitioned and transformed into um, presenting in a corporate space, doing sales presentations, uh, and then transferred into speaking. Um, and now I'm in a position where I just, I get to do it full time. And so for me, it's, it's everything from presenting to hosting, to creating content, uh, to doing events. Um, there's, there's just a, a number of things that I'm able to do at the moment, which allows me to stay what I call in my genius. So your genius is, is, that one thing that you not only love doing, but you are amazing at. And everyone has something. Um, it's absolutely their strength, but we don't often get to spend time with it because you know we get involved in the nine to five and the grind and the rat race. Um, but here's something interesting. 15 years ago, um, I if you saw me 15 years ago, I would have been the most shy and awkward uh, teenager. <laughs> you've ever come across in your life. Um, it's hard to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so shy. I couldn't even look people in the eyes. I didn't want to speak because I didn't feel like I could, I could take up the voice space. Um, and so I had to personally go on a journey of learning how to be confident, learning how to be courageous to challenge those fears and, um, and grow through them. And so everything that you see now, when you see me and I, I look, polished and confident, believe me, um, I have never always been that way. And it took a very, very long time and lots of practice and lots of mastering the craft uh, to try and get to where I am today. So um, I'm very proud of what I accomplished, but I'm nowhere near uh, getting started in my opinion. There's, there's so much more to learn, there's so much more to grow. Wow. I love what you just shared and I love the path that you said, how you discovered your inner genius or how I call it inner greatness, right? And I let that greatness shine and be visible. But I love also that you mentioned there was always that humble beginning that were not necessarily always the confident, the knowledge, the how, and despite everything you push forward and press forward. Uh, with that in mind, do you mind sharing how did you discover your greatness or your inner genius? What was the process like for you? And maybe some, some tangible steps that the others can take because now so many people, even later in the game, like you're only 38 years old, some people in their 40s, 50s, or even 60s are still figuring that out. What would you recommend for them? 
It was seriously a long process and, and it just requires a lot of introspection. It requires you to be very real with yourself and very honest with yourself. You know, so I did the whole corporate game. Um, so I finished <laughs> university and I started off in a sales call center. Um, I then went into being a sales representative, a sales manager, a sales leader. Um, I did all of that and I did all of that for 15 years. And um, initially, um, when I was in my uh, early teens, I probably should say early 20s, I knew I loved to be creative. I knew I loved to perform. Um, and I became an amateur hip hop artist. <laughs> so I started. I so didn't I mean, know that you need to. Oh, you need to show some moves. Come <laughs> on. Oh, no, that's a past lifetime. I don't do that now. You might see it every now and then on LinkedIn when I'm having a bit of fun. But I mean, that at that time was my idea of performing, and that was my release. And I knew I liked it at that time because it gave me energy. Um, I had fun doing it. I was happier when I was doing it. Um, yeah. But I just assumed that was a hobby and that's and that's what you do. And that in your real life, you still have to work and be serious and, you know, do the whole professional adult thing. And so I did the corporate game for 15 years um, up until probably about two years ago. And like I said, during that time, I went through that process of climbing the corporate ladder. Um, and even though there was parts of it that were enjoyable in terms of achievements and getting results, there was just something always missing because I wasn't focusing on my genius. I wasn't leaning on my strengths most of the time. And so two years ago, I made a decision and I said, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, I am now going to try and focus on what I'm good at and what I enjoy. And I've always been passionate about personal development and I've always been passionate about um, speaking and expressing myself and performing. And so that's what I chased. Um, and so that slowly led into LinkedIn. It slowly led into content creation, which led into other opportunities with some amazing businesses, which led into presenting, which led into hosting and, and all the things that I love to do in terms of performing. And so I just like to think that we all sometimes um, chase our dreams. So in my early 20s, I thought my dream was to be a hip hop artist. <laughs> you know, but sometimes we just have the wrong dream. We just have to take our genius into, into account and think about what is it that I actually love to do. So to answer your question, it requires courage and it requires some thought. And if anyone has a moment, take out a piece of paper and just write down those few things, just a few things that you do in life that when you do it, it gives you more energy that when you do it, it makes you happier. When you do it, the time flies. You know, everyone has those things and that is your genius. It's also something that you are very good at doing because you love doing it. And so if you can somehow turn your genius into something that's monetizable, then you've got yourself a dream position, a dream role uh, that you won't mind working for. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's my advice. That is brilliant and thank you for sharing again because I love what you said and that really does come through and exudes that uh, magnetism and um, everything you do actually and everybody if never had a chance to watch your videos or see you in action or any of your shows you guys are missing out you can learn so much 
because not only you have multiple now different shows, but you're also collaborating and you're also including so well diverse groups of people around the world. And that's so beautiful because that's where, where we're headed, right? That's where we already are at on globalization and true essence, where we're really now going beyond the borders and distances and able to leverage this phenomenal opportunity through digital footprint. So with someone who has not only phenomenal brand, great visibility and following, as well as influence and visibility, uh, what would you share what, what this is giving you now as opportunity? Because also you're helping nonprofits and different charities, being so involved in so many different things as a great goodwill ambassador, but uh, which is very important in my world. So I'm just so glad to see someone who is not only business successful, but also gives back. So could you please share a little bit about those passions and what actually this particular visibility and influence is giving you as well as others around the world? Uh, I'm a huge advocate for social media and influence um, specifically. Um, social media has quite literally changed the trajectory of my life. And I don't want to sound dramatic when I say that, but it's absolutely true. So, I mean, I started on LinkedIn. That's been my platform of choice. I am on other platforms, but I really went all in on LinkedIn. And I simply started creating content and getting to know people. That's all I started doing. In fact, I actually just started by commenting on people's posts. I was just observing and watching people and learning and just commenting on their posts. That's how I started. And that slowly turned into creating content. Um, and there's something so empowering about video content specifically. That's my, that's my content of choice. And video content is powerful because there's no hiding, you know, it's you, it's the camera and it's the audience. That's it. And on a live, especially there's, you know, there's nowhere you can run because there's no editing. There's no Photoshop, you know, what you do in that moment is what it is. The show must go on. Yes. I'm a big believer in social media, especially building a community, putting yourself out there, uh, creating and fostering a brand. Um, and personal branding is so much more important now than uh, it ever has been. It's so much more important now than a business brand or a corporate brand because people want to get you. They want to get to know the human being behind the business. And then... If they like and trust that human being, they'll then get to know what it is that you do and perhaps do business with you. And so I have been dedicated to social media. I've put out content daily, sometimes multiple times daily. I've stuck to my values. I've spoken about not only my expertise, but the things that I believe in. And I'm passionate about my values. And what you find is you attract a community of people that believe the things that you believe. And that's what community is all about. And for me, I've been very, very blessed. I've been able to, over time, grow my following to almost a million followers uh, globally, which is very, very surreal. And um, I am enjoying doing it. And the best part of it is the influence that I've built along the way. Now, influence simply means having the ability to lift other people up to your perspective. That's it. You know, so I mean, when you can when you can have the position to influence a large number of people or a group of people, you are in a position where you can inspire, you can empower, 
and you can seriously make an impact on their lives. And for me, that is everything. So it is something I teach now. So I teach social media. I teach uh, how to build influence um, specifically on LinkedIn. I work with a number of CEOs and directors and high net worth individuals to do that. And they're often people that have built influence um, at work, um, being in a high position, but they haven't built influence online so they can reach far more people and do the things that they want to do. So for me, all of that visibility, all of that influence has now allowed me to tap into the things that I generally love to do. So I was able to find um, my dream partnership and dream collaboration through the influence that I built. I've been able to collaborate with a number of, uh, like you mentioned, a number of charities and and focus on the things that I'm seriously passionate about. I'm passionate about anti-bullying because I experienced a lot of bullying when I was younger. I'm passionate about spreading kindness. So I've, I've uh, aligned myself with an organization that focuses on building kind leaders and celebrating kind leaders. I'm passionate about social impact. So I've partnered with an organization called the World Innovation Alliance who focuses on, on solving some of the world's biggest problems when it comes to education, poverty, sustainability, and humanity in general. And in addition to that, I've been able to set up a consulting business that is doing very well. Um, and I'm able to do that all through social media and having built influence, which is also social proof, credibility, and authority. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for social media and influence. And it's absolutely something that I'll encourage other people to look into. Oh my goodness, you share so many valuable pieces here and everybody watching and listening, if they're still on the fence, I hope you guys are going to jump in and learn more and definitely take action. But uh, I love what you also mentioned that you're influencing um, CEOs and executives because that's the space I also play quite a bit. And I always hear this opposition because they always identify their brand with the corporate brand versus standalone and, and how much that helps when you transition from one company to the next or when you're trying to build your new uh, enterprise or whatever scenario it might be. So do you mind sharing, how do you see the social media? Who is the social media for? And what should people that actually have tremendous knowledge and passion and interest, how should they leverage social media in an effective way and be able to thrive and have the more visibility as you just mentioned? That's a brilliant question because historically, for as long as we all can remember, we have a business brand, we work for that business brand, and we do our best to lift up that business brand. Now, unless you're the business owner or the CEO, then once you leave that business, guess what? You become invisible again. You're no longer associated with that brand. And so times have changed, and times have changed in a way that consumers resonate with uh the, the, the sellers, the way consumers resonate with businesses and corporations. And that is, we are no longer tied into the values of an organization or, um, you know, the, the branding of an organization. We now are tied into and resonate with the values of a person, an individual. We want to get to know the human being behind everything. And if we like that human being, then we will gravitate towards what it is they do. That's what personal branding is. You know, personal branding is about um, being aligned with who you are, peeling back those layers and showing people the person that you are, that human being 
that's behind all that activity. And I'll give you some examples. I mean, let me ask you, who is more famous, Richard Branson or Virgin? You know, and, and Richard if, Branson, Richard Branson, because yeah, he, even though he's, yeah, yeah, Richard Branson. If, if you go on social media, Richard Branson has a far bigger following than Virgin has. And that's because we've all fallen in love with Richard Branson as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, um, the way he comes across, the way he represents himself. That's, that's all part of his brand, which we love. Um, same thing with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is way more popular than VaynerMedia. In fact, a lot of people only know of VaynerMedia through Gary Vaynerchuk. I can give you millions of examples, but people now are gravitating towards people because you're doing business with people. You're not necessarily doing business with business. Um, and so that's been my philosophy, uh, helping a lot of people build that. Now, like you mentioned, there is a lot of hesitation from um, C-suites, CEOs, executives, directors, um, because they're very much tied into the businesses. Um, but I mean, I, I can convince them quite easily. And that is by simply showing them examples and case studies. Um, it makes them almost, um, you know, unstoppable because once they leave that organization, they're still going to have a huge brand and a huge com community that's going to follow them through the very next adventure. And that's something that a organization can never take away from you. They can never take away that personal brand and the asset that you build on social media. So for me, I can talk about this for hours. It really just depends on, <laughs> on, on what part of it you want me to talk about. I love it. And I love your passion. And I think this is very important for audience to hear, specifically of the listeners that are focusing not only heavily on leadership, right? How can I be more visible, more trustworthy, more, more influential leader, but also how can I help others uh, to do the same? And obviously doing this quite effectively uh, through the, your avenues uh, and, and visibility that you have. But it's also time when we see a lot of changes. And I love this question you imposed, who is no more the, the CEO or the founder of a company versus a company itself. And we're seeing a lot of trends, even from consumer standpoint, they wanted to hear from those individuals and they want to connect because ultimately they're going to decide where their shop or who they partner with or who they're going to be loyal to and more visibility from those individuals in charge and knowing where organization is headed. Uh, it's definitely helping on so many levels. So I can definitely see uh, why you're so successful in your um, points and also influencing others to do the same. But do you mind sharing a little bit about things that you've seen right now that should be big, huge, no, no? Um, because we're seeing some people that are watching social media, trying to come in and partake a little bit here and there, but they're still unsure and they're making some really big mistakes. Would you please address some of those that you've seen still happening despite how long social media has been around? <laughs> <laughs> social media is no longer an option. Social media is a must have. Um, and I say that with complete conviction. Um, if you are not on social media or you are not active on social media, you're going to be left behind. Um, and, that's, and that's where we're at right now. Uh, we've got platforms like LinkedIn for professionals. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook, which has been around forever. We've got TikTok. We've got a number of platforms that you can dive into. They are growing exponentially every single day for a reason. But more specifically, from a business standpoint, if you are not... Um, 
presenting and being visible on social media as a person and as a business, you are going to be left behind because social media is the perfect way to future proof you and your business. You have to show visibility. You have to show what you're doing for the community. You have to show what kind of expertise and knowledge you share. And the reason you have to do this is because all of your competition is doing it. And not only that, it's also a great way to build your authority. Um, it's a great way to find potential clients and find a new community. And it's a great way to show and prove to your existing community why you're the expert. Um, so I'm a big believer in it. And uh, I truly believe anyone that's not getting involved in social media in some capacity and taking it seriously is going to be left behind. Now, a lot of people think that it's a bit of a time suck and there's a time commitment. A lot of things can be outsourced. If you're a CEO and executive, for example, I teach my clients that they shouldn't spend more than one hour per week on social media because a lot of the stuff can be outsourced. What I want from them is just to create content and spend their time creating content and everything else, the video editing, the engagements, the posting, all of that stuff can be outsourced to individuals. So um, it can be certainly easier than they, than they believe. Um, in terms of some no-nos, don't just go on social media and lurk. Don't just go on social media and just scroll through the feed aimlessly uh, and, and not be active. Get involved in it. You know, start by following uh, influencers that you admire, people within your industry that are thought leaders that are doing amazing things and comments. Get involved by commenting. Add a, add a value, add comment. Read their post, watch their video and add a comment. You can start there. Once you build that bravery up, and I say that because content creation requires courage, start to put out a post. It doesn't have to be a video post. It can be a, a text post, an image post, a carousel post, an article, a video post, of course. But I would say lean on your strengths. There are some people that love doing video that are comfortable in front of video. There are other people that hate video because their strength is in writing. So lean towards your strength, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be video like I mentioned, but it's important that you put yourself out there and think about it as serving as, as opposed to making yourself visible. It's a great way to think about it. And the reason is a lot of people are hesitant to put themselves out there um, because they either don't want to be visible or they're a little private or they're a little shy and awkward when it comes to being on camera. Believe me, most people are. Um, I don't enjoy having a camera in front of me and speaking to it. There's nothing natural about that. There's nothing natural about speaking to a camera as opposed to a human being, but yes. it's part of the process. And the way I look at it is if I have some knowledge or some expertise or an opinion or anything that I know can help someone else, um, either educate someone else or serve someone else, then I have an obligation to share that message. Okay, so it becomes less about me and it becomes more about serving and helping other people. And that, that gives you the courage to then put your message out there and start becoming a little bit more visible. Um, so, I mean, I would start there. I'm not going to give a million different pieces of advice, but I would say start small and build yourself up. Don't think that you need amazing lighting and an expensive camera and a background like this to get started. You don't. My very first video, I was sitting in a passenger seat of my car and I was holding my camera up. You know, So you need two things to get started. That's it. You need a phone and a message. 
If you have those two things, you're good to go. I love it. I love it. I love it. And for everybody watching and listening that is not familiar with Ahmed Imam's work, you are missing out. I can't even believe that is even possible. But if that is the case, I will definitely share the link to his profile. But I wanted to point out, you guys are listening and hearing from someone who not only survived going through COVID and change and lockdowns, but is being International Man of Empowerment for 2021. Top 10 influences to follow in 2021, things that he accomplished just less than six months ago, within the six months, actually, uh, we're already now starting, you know, seventh month of this year, and he's already trending heavily um, for this year alone, because not only he is talking about it, he is doing it and making it happen. So with that in mind, do you mind sharing what is the most amazing feeling or, or, or word that you had that really created this most amazing um, sense for you to accomplish because of course a lot of these awards are not expected and it's always great to receive them and be recognized specifically international level but I'm curious which one was the most uh, rewarding for you uh, being recognized as international man of empowerment for me was huge um, and I say that not because of the achievement itself I say that because of all the things that people don't see that I had to get through to to, to let's say achieve and win that award. Like I said, my journey has been one of confidence and courage. Um, I started off very, very shy, like I mentioned, but during that time I had such low self-esteem. I had almost non-existent confidence. I had a very low opinion of myself. Um, and I wish I had someone at that point to empower me. But what I had at that point was some good people around me. I was introduced to uh, Tony Robbins and from there everything shifted and changed because I was introduced to personal development and personal growth and so I went on this very long journey of challenging my fears becoming more confident um, volunteering to MC at a friend's wedding so I can challenge my fear of public speaking volunteering to do sales presentations so I can try and perfect the craft um, volunteering to to put myself in front of camera so I can again challenge that fear it was just a very long journey of trying to master that craft. And so to win an award now for and being recognized as someone that empowers people and inspires people and, and, and helps people become better versions of themselves, considering where I came from, I can't tell you how heartwarming that is. Um, and it completely aligns with my mission. It completely aligns with everything that I'm about. So it was a very surprising award but a very, very welcome one. And, uh, and I hold that very highly. Love it. And again, first of all, I want to congratulate you. And I wanted to again emphasize, guys, this is July of 2021. And he already accomplished International Men of Empowerment for 2021. During the COVID, during the lockdowns, during a lot of challenges. And point is, when we show up, when we take a uh, and focus on what we can do so much as possible. And one of the things that I really love about your work is that you're so consistent, quality over, over quantity, uh, and, and always just like sense of humor, but also sense of education, uh, entrepreneur, as well as educator and entertainer. So 
um, very unique style and opportunity for everyone to craft that for themselves, right? But love what you also mentioned, you were bullied when you were younger. And I was bullied when I was younger. And actually, I was very shy as well. And I remember when I hit my 15, 16 birthday, I was like, I game over. I was like, I have to be able to advocate and protect myself. Otherwise, I will never be able to face these fears and people that were bullying me. So I just wanted to say, um, you can be victim or you can be victor, right? There are two ways to approach it. Um, if you've ever been bullied or you know someone that has, you can approach it in two ways. Number one, you can do the same thing that's been done to you and you can give back that, that hate and that anger and you can become a bully yourself. Or you can learn from that pain and help other people through that pain. And so I've decided to do the latter and not only help people through that pain, but just seriously empower them and show them how incredible they are uh, and show them to look in the mirror and love the person that they see. Um, and they're two very different ways to lead your life. So, you know, I implore and encourage others to also do the latter. Fantastic. And we need that more than ever. And I love that you mentioned how much you discover personal development and Anthony Robbins and how Tony was instrumental in your journey. Uh, and, and irony in all of that, you have a chance now to work with them in so many different projects. Isn't it true? It's amazing. So, I mean, and it's, it's an incredible part of, of my story. My journey started with Tony Robbins. Um, I was actually working at a pizza shop and I was making pizzas and washing dishes. And my boss at the time noticed that um, I was just very shy and, and introverted and I wasn't very communicative. And uh, he gifted me a 24 disc CD set, which was Tony Robbins personal power to. Um, and I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. I had no idea what personal development was. Um, I, just, I just saw this guy on the cover who kind of looked like an accountant at the time. <laughs> and I went home, I put on that very first CD because yes, it was CDs. And as soon as I heard that voice and anyone that has heard Tony Robbins' voice knows what I'm talking about. As soon as I heard that voice, it just changed everything. So that's the reason that I decided to go through that journey of confidence and courage and challenging my fears because it started with Tony Robbins. And fast forward 15 years and through uh, what I've been able to accomplish and the work that I've done, I'm now partnered with a business called Success Resources who is partnered with Tony Robbins, um, which is incredible. So now I get to... Um, align myself with Tony Robbins, talk about Tony Robbins, attend the events, of course, um, and it almost feels like I've come full circle. So it's just, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is, and I love the stories like that when people can also relate. Whatever you might be in the journey, it's never too late to start. Find who you associate and connect with and follow and do the work and will pay off exponentially. So that's fantastic. And with that in mind, uh, Ahmed, do you mind sharing I mean, you have amazing already legacy. You accomplished so many wonderful things. Uh, but what is on that bucket list? What is still there that you wanted to accomplish in years to come? Um, look, I have some very uh, ambitious and audacious goals that um, I probably prefer not to go through yet. Um, but you'll definitely see them when, when, I, when I accomplish them. <laughs> so... Um, I will say, though, 
Um, my legacy is quite simple. You know, my legacy is I just want to be known as that person that assisted in making the world a kinder place. That's it. And, and I also want to help millions of people in the process uh, destroy their doubts and um, build the confidence and the courage that they need to live their best life. You know, those, those two things are very, very important to me and everything that I do will revolve around one of those two things. So that's what I'm all about. That's fantastic. You like me, I like seeing things accomplished and then like uh, success follows the clues versus to say uh, prematurely while they're still in making. Uh, but it's also great to have those goals and objectives, right? And um, push ourselves further than ever before. But in terms of any specific travel or any things that have really through this COVID helped you to really understand more where things are headed, not only because of digital footprint or a change in global economy, but I'm curious, any exciting things that you, you are accomplishing in the next year or two? I know, uh, again, you have so many things. Is it maybe book in the works or something you can tell us? <laughs> um, look, it's definitely going to involve a lot of travel. As soon as I'm able to travel, it's going to be involved, uh, involving a lot of travel, um, a lot of work uh, globally. Um, and really just a lot of work in spreading my message. So that's going to come in many, many different forms and many different mediums. Um, but I'm just waiting for the day that they say that we can begin flying and begin traveling. And, uh, and for me, I've built a very, very strong uh, global community. I have lot, lots of partners and friends in different countries around the world. And I just can't wait to have that connection again. So um, yes, there's plenty of things that I'm doing, but like you mentioned, I, I love to do them as opposed to talk about them. Um, and then once I've accomplished it, everyone knows about it then. Yes, it's like everybody can Google, right? Uh, fantastic, we're super excited for you. And, and I love what you're doing again, how you're leveraging your time. But as everybody else is getting antsy to travel, uh, we, um, we cannot wait. Like finally we got approved in the United States to go to Europe. And uh, for me, it's also that amazing journey. So I can, I can totally relate with that. Uh, and in closing, Ahmed, if you don't mind just sharing just a, something that based on everything we talked about and maybe questions that I didn't even ask because this is our first conversation, but definitely not the last, but this is to be continued to uh, further down the road. I would love to, if you can please, just leave audience and listeners with something that they can have as an actionable and tangible thing to do because a lot of times we hear different people we get overwhelmed we don't know where to start we give up too easily and a lot of times people like yourself who are showing up despite everything you had to overcome what would you share with them in the closing for today's show uh, the best advice that i've ever received was actually by wayne dyer Wayne Dyer was a spiritual coach, a spiritual mentor, um, an incredible man that's no longer with us. But he shared this advice that, uh, that really stuck with me. And that advice was, don't die with your music still in you. Okay? Mm -hmm. And what that means is we all have this music within us. We tend to push it down and push it deep and ignore it so that we can move on with life and, and live that rat race but we've all got that music within us and that music is playing and sometimes it plays very, very loud. 
listen to that music and embrace that music. You know, for, for you, it might be very, very different things. It might be, um, you know, it might be traveling to that place you've never been to. It might be starting to play the piano. It might be learning to speak publicly, whatever it is, whatever that music is, and that music is your genius. Listen to it, embrace it, and foster it, um, because that is what's going to change the trajectory of everything that you do, and you're going to be in complete alignment with who you are, your spirit. Um, and so that's my advice. That, that's my advice. Um, don't die with your music still in you. Listen to it, embrace it, and protect it. Wow, that is so beautiful. And for everybody that watched and listened and wanted to get in touch with you, how is the best way to reach you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. And the handles are all the same. It's at the Ahmad Iman. Um, I am most active on LinkedIn. So please feel free to shoot me a message. Uh, I'm not one of those people that is you know, too important uh, to respond. I will always respond. So please feel, feel free to send me a message and I would love to hear from you. And that is very true, guys. So you, you, here we have it. Not only you get a great a golden nuggets here and in this interview, but also action and opportunity to work with Imam, Ahmed Imam, <laughs> and opportunity to directly reach and connect. So first of all, I just want to thank you for your time and your busy schedule to shop on the Legacy Leaders Show and to share uh, unselfishly some of your phenomenal successes and paths forward, how we can replicate and duplicate that and also in our own legendary way. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, my friend. It was an absolute pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.